Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls for, what month is this? May, May 11th, 2023. I am your host, Sean, joined this week by Kale. What's up, hot dog? The other two couldn't be bothered, and so it is left to us to discuss not just the biggest book this week, but maybe the biggest book this year. In terms of anticipation, in terms of people talking about it, uh, we're going to be talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Now, I was not able to get the cover A because it was gone at Midtown. And I got to... Was that, go ahead. Is that the one with the big Mary Jane on it? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I got to Midtown. Gosh, when did I get there? I got to Midtown maybe 2 p.m., 2.30 p.m. Russian, and they were gone already. So that's how hot this book is. That, so, I like that cover a lot, though. Oh, yeah. This one's pretty sick. It is. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about X-Men Red, number 11. Green Lantern. Yeah. Green Lantern, number one. And Junkyard Joe, number six, the big finale. So lots of stuff to chat about. Uh, just want to make sure real quick. Someone let let us know that you can hear us. Let us know you can hear uh, what we're talking about here as we as we get into these reviews. Um, actually, I was not here, so we're sweating the text up. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, I did want to show you a couple of things since since we've got a little time. If you'll indulge me. Um, so for Green Lantern, they actually gave away. Oh yeah, the Green Lantern ring. Oh yeah, oh, pretty yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, mine is still in the wrapping. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but uh, they did slip that into my bag. I sh- I showed the uh, the collection I have, didn't I? I, I think you it, did. I don't have it with me, but I I think I put it in the Discord. Yeah. Um, I also have all of the colors from when they were doing the um the Lantern Core War from way back when. <clears throat> Wow! Oh, all man. still wrapped in everything. That's sick. This is the only. This is the only one I have, and I. It's like one of the only things I have from these kinds of promotions. Normally, yeah. I get them; they just get lost somewhere. I also managed once to snag a, a Legion of Superheroes ring, um, out of a. I think it was a Saturn Girl action figure. Oh wow! That I was really pumped about. That's sick. I love when they do stuff like this. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. <clears throat> I, I, uh, I, I used to be and may still be a part of um, Brad Meltzer's, like, um, I don't know, it was, it was like a Substack before Substack. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just his email newsletter. He had like a secret club or whatever. And he gave out um, decoder rings. Mm-hmm. I have one of those too. And That's it's cool sick. as hell. Yeah. Right in with with the kind of like weird swag like that that you have. I would love to would love to hear about it. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to show off really fast, I got a um, I got a a swag box from Humanoids Comics. Uh, got oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. sent me some really cool stuff. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to Esther from Humanoids. Great people, um, and they're putting out great work. But look at this. They sent me a copy of the the Inkle. Oh um, yeah. <clears throat> this big boy. I, I started reading this. I've never read it before, and uh, it's really good so far. I'm into it. Okay. Uh, so I'm inter- I'm, I'll be interested to hear what you think of, of that. I'm going to report back because I'm definitely going to finish it. 
Um, but then they also it, sent me. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say the Inkle is like the European comic, like for adults. Right. So like when you bring up like oh a European adult comic, like that's the one people are talking about. It's I think you could probably consider it like on Watchmen level. Watchmen. Of, okay. Yeah. That's that, I, I'm, that's I cool. Think. It's good. I, I mean, I, I'm not far enough in to say like anything profound, but I am enjoying yeah. it. Um, and then there were two Inkle like tie-ins, I guess, um, that are written by not the or created by not the original creators. Dying Stars created by Dan Waters and John Davis Hunt, and then Psycho versus Mark Russell, Yannick Paquette, and Dave McGag. Crazy creative Wild. teams. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> That they, yeah, that they wouldn't go for well, and it's humanoids. Is uh, is Mark Wade still doing stuff with them? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <clears throat> um, but but that would be a cool get for them, for Mark Wade to be a part of some of this stuff. He he was he was oh. like the editor in chief uh, a few years ago. Okay, right. Yeah. How did I let that slip my mind? Yeah, of course, of course. I, I mean, I don't know what came out of it you know <laughs> right <laughs> me neither um and they, they sent me a few others this lugosi um bio it's uh it's pretty cool these are all like oversized comics also uh this one's a storyboarding for whim visions of wender never heard of it but uh whim wenders really cool. wow yeah. i think i think he's an a famous animator Could, okay I, I i know the name and then they sent Black Cat Social Club and uh, Sap Hunters. This one I'm really excited about. I think this would be mm -hmm. Tyler's favorite for some interesting reasons. Um, but yeah, that was my Humanoids haul. Um, if you want any more information about any of these, I'm going to be reading them all. So we'll be able to talk about them. But um, all right. That aside, my, my little swag showcase aside, and a huge thank you to Humanoids. Let's get into it. Let's talk about what everybody wants to hear us talk about. Let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Uh, so, of course, this is by Zeb Wells. Uh, we've got John Romita Jr., of course, on the art. Um, just, you know, whether you like them or you don't, this creative team is, uh, <laughs> they're blowing up. Uh, everybody's talking about them. Uh, Scott Hanna on inks and Marcio Menez on colors. Now, one misconception that I feel like a lot of people had with this issue, coming into this issue, is that this was going to be the one where we find out what Peter did. And that's not the case. I don't, that's not the case. I don't believe that's the case. That's 26. So this was just an oversized special issue because <laughs> it's number 25. That's it. Yeah. Or will it be the fallout from all this? I th Well, there's something yet to have happened that we will see in 26. But as oh, far yeah, as, okay. yeah. Right. So, so there's still a major event that's going to be coming that we don't yet know what it is and i'm excited to see that but this issue was oversized there's a there's a, a car andrews backup um or, or rather a um a, a rainbow roll backup um i yeah. car I, andrews did the mj stuff in the front right yeah yeah, okay. yeah yes yeah which i thought was brilliant by the way um hot stuff yeah, yeah. 
I rules. I'm a huge fan of yeah. Car Andrews' work. Did you ever read the uh, Iron Fist? Oh yeah, dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spider Man Rain. Yo, oh, don't even start with me. Don't even start with me, Kale. We should make that a book club. We should, dude. I, I, I think I tried it once, but I don't think it got votes. But I would like to do that. Um, but you should so, for, force it on people, right? As if we don't have that power, right? Um, so the book starts by showing us what happened for MJ and Paul while Peter was trying to figure out how to save them. So the the day or whatever that it took him in real time to get to them. Um, you know, years passed. I think the total time was four years had gone yeah. by. <clears throat> and so most of it is showing us what that was, what they what they did together, what MJ and Paul did together. And you know what? A lot of people pissed. I was into it. It was gone four years, like. Yeah. What? Pe I mean, people in our Discord complaining, oh, MJ would never do that. It's character assassination. How is it character assassination? Listen to me. If you were separated from your love, your baby boo, okay, for four years, and then you raised children with another person, you might fall in love. You might fall in love. Only other dude around gets lonely. That's all I'm saying. Come on. And I just like, how many times have they broken up and gotten back together and dated other people and done all this other stuff, but this is the different thing? Yeah. I don't. And this is like extenuating circumstances too. It's not even like, oh, Peter went off with Carly Cooper or Betty Brandt. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> like, exactly. I completely agree. And honestly, if you're a longtime Amazing Spider-Man fan, I genuinely don't even know why you care anymore. In the in the sense that in the like, obviously we all care about Spider-Man. In the sense that Marvel will continue to do this to you. After one more day, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to I'm not going to put my heart into this couple because Marvel does not want to give it to us. And when they reunited, I had no hope because this was always going to happen. So I've I am removed from being emotionally invested in these two as it relates to them being together. That being said, I did feel bad for Peter and MJ in this issue. More for Peter. Yeah. I mean that, you know, uh, Zeb Wells did his job and he made us feel for Peter because Peter had no idea about this time skip, this, you know, he's coming at, at it from a whole different angle. Right. So, like, he made us feel for Peter. And, you know, he did that when we first saw all this, too. So... Yeah. I, frankly, Zebels seems to be doing a pretty good job. I kind of agree. I really do. And listen, is it is it reaching the the heights of like JMS as far as, you know, like deep storytelling or anything like that? No, it's not. But guess what? This is this is monthly Spider-Man comics, baby. This is what it is. It's drama. It's yeah. this comic book, right? 
is not different than watching Days of Our Lives. It's, it's not. It's the soaps, baby. Yeah. It's the soaps. And I'm into it. Next month, he's going to be completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they already showed us at the end of the book how Peter's going to rebound. That's the that I mean that's the backup. It's not even it's not even his rebound. It's his it's his side piece. Like, right, right, exactly. I I was gonna say that earlier too. It's just like how how is him not having Felicia on the side all the time uh, against this thing with MJ? Like, exactly. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I don't get the anger and frustration so much. I understand people don't like the story. But if you don't like it, you know, like, just just move on. But I, I feel like it's so interesting that so many people are hate reading this book. Like, I, I feel like so many people are reading this and then getting ready to write their hate messages on Twitter. Just move on. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't I don't like it, <laughs> but I didn't like I didn't hate it. Like, it was it was very I found I found it to be very by numbers like that i uh, there are so many star trek episodes about this exact thing that like there's nothing here that we have that i've never seen before you know and even the peter and mj stuff is like so easy that like okay now what yeah why why are you mad about this (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's the difference of like having a di- a different dish that you always have for dinner instead of Taco Tuesday. Oh, great, we're having burritos on Taco Tuesday. Like, yeah, it's it's this is this is Spider Man comics. This is the same thing that they did to us with One More Day. And if you didn't get the message, then hopefully you get it now. Marvel is not giving you the MJ and Peter you want. It's not going to happen. Yeah. The only stable relationships in comics are going to be Reed Richards and Sue Storm, and even that one's shaky, and Superman and Lois, which is ironclad. Except when you leave mainline continuity. Then then, then it's Superman and Wonder Woman. Like, th- this is... This is what it is, guys. But let's let's talk a little bit about what you know what happens. We see, you know, like I said, uh, the stuff with with MJ and Paul, which I really liked. You know, she warms up to him. Um, yeah. At first, she's not into him, and then, I mean, realistically, then he gets jacked. That's what happens. She doesn't give a damn about him. She didn't come all this way, right, to date another scrawny nerd. She did not. That's not why right. she's on yeah. this other planet. So he, Paul, my man Paul, had to get in his weight up. He had to get in the gym mm-hmm. and look like that. Look right? at that bicep. Right. My man's huge. That, that hot man bun. Come on. Insane. And then, and, and that's when he got to touch MJ. That that was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. She saw him as a, a vulnerable, sensitive, beefcake family man. And what's not to love? She'll never get that with Peter. Exactly. Exactly. Peter can't. Peter can't uh, provide this. Peter's not a stable guy. Okay. He's always yeah. running off to fight crime. You know. At least Paul cares about his kids. Okay. And so she moved on. You know. 
Now, my question to you is, do you think that there's anything going on with these kids? Um, do you think there's any more to them than they're just two random kids that MJ and Paul rescued? Um, have I missed anything in what I haven't read before? Or is this just everything no. we've seen? Yeah. Then it... No. No. I I could even see it being them trying to uh do a weird answer to the new two superman kids that are hanging out with uh lois and clark now right. you know i i have a feeling that like i want them to just be random kids but there i have a feeling that there's something more to them like they're not real paul's not real maybe they're like i don't know a fake that man I of, could see. yeah like yeah because it's just too weird that they just happened upon these kids, you know, and like, what is this world about that? There's just, you know, these random children who've managed to live. And I, I don't know, um, unless I'm missing something, I feel like they're not real or they're just totally random children. Paul is a manifestation of this scribble man or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, there's something to maybe Paul is that guy, yeah. you, you know, like I. I think that's probably true. <laughs> this story is so crazy that anything is possible at this point. I, well, it's also it's also so samey. Yeah. That it's just like list any number of things and that could probably be it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't I don't totally know what the twist could be here that it's going to blow our minds, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be something for shock value. Probably MJ's going to die. They're teasing that majorly in this book. Um, I, at this point, I honestly don't even care what the big reveal is. Not because I'm not into the story, because I clearly am, but because it doesn't matter. Because whatever it is, it's all going to be fine. And Peter's going to be dating Black Cat, and these kids are going to be gone, and Paul's going to be gone in five years or less. Maybe less than Hy that. Hydro Man will come back, and he'll bring MJ with him. And <laughs> I tell you, I started watching that again. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, w I would love to do another rewatch. Where are you at? Episode three. Okay. I didn't know the Spider Slayer showed up, showed up so early. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Smythe. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get... We don't talk about him as much as we should. I completely agree. I don't know how he didn't make the jump into like a yeah. more mainline um, Spider-Man character. Uh, you know what? As far as the art goes, the Car Andrew stuff is phenomenal. Um, yeah. you're gonna like or dislike the Ramita Jr. stuff based on who you are. It's uh, frankly the stuff that came in this issue, the Ramita stuff, actually felt better than some of the other stuff I've seen. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I dug um, it. Yeah, I think I actually think it was weirdly a good compliment to the Andrews stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean and I agree. Um you know, it's never gonna be it's never gonna be crazy paneling work. It's never gonna be you know, your mind's never gonna be blown. 
in that way. But I think Romita is solid. I think he Spider-Man is a character that he knows and understands, and I'm feeling it. So um, yeah. yeah, this is a pull for me. Ooh, not for me. <laughs> um, quickly, the uh, the when we shift perspectives back into Peter, it went. Uh, I'm I had made the criticism in the previous two issues that his time in our dimension, you know, back in the real world, just didn't feel believable. Yeah. I still felt that way. He, you know, he he farted on the Fantastic Four and then, you know, beat up Captain America and then stole from Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, you know, like, took literally took candy from a baby and, like, and then he he walks away and gets to pout about it. It's just like that's not Peter Parker, man. Like, especially not grown-up Peter Parker. You know, that's Stanley nineteen seventy bullshit. Like, oh, Flash Thompson beat me up, and I'm Spider Man, and there's nothing I could do about it. That's not who. That's not grown-up Peter Parker. That's not who that is. You know what, man? I don't know who these characters are. I don't know. I tell you, it'll be different next week. Listen, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And 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 to the question of, I think it was Roboters, take to place our bets as to when all this is going to be undone. Listen, Zeb Wells is on this. He says until fifty issues. So he's not going to undo. I don't think his own people before he's gone. Now he could. If he if he if he has long term intentions with them, yeah. um, to ultimately go away, but I gotta feel like they're gonna stick around. What is that? Two years? Another two years? Something like that. Yeah. If if it is MJ and MJ beefs it, I'll be intrigued to see what happens. Sort of. If if MJ goes, then I, then maybe the kids will go too down the road. But then why even introduce them? I like it would be it'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it would it'd be very very strange. Um, I love this from Philosopher King. Marvel's motto with Amazing Spider-Man is quote an enraged reader is an engaged reader. One hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. And Twitter's shown that. Like yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, how long before Zeb Wells gets Tom Kinged? Never. Because the difference between Tom King's Batman and Amazing Spider-Man is that Amazing Spider-Man is the number one seller in comics. That's the difference. Amazing Spider-Man, everybody can't... They can't stop buying this comic book. And uh, you get, you're getting the people who genuinely love it, like me, and then you're getting the people that are... That hate it, but they keep reading it. They can't get enough. And then you have the people who just read it because it's Spider-Man and they buy it every month regardless. So, um, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Hate it or love it. <clears throat> Great work, Seb Wells. You're doing the job. Like, congrats, man. Hey, but imagine being the guy. Imagine mm-hmm. being in his position. Yeah, that genuinely, that's not sarcasm. He's doing great work, apparently. Like... Yeah, like the book is – he's got to be doing something right 
for this comic book to be selling. Because we know for a fact that even the Titans can fall because Tom King fell off Batman. So it can be done. Something is working here. Yep. I'm enjoying it. If you are enjoying this conversation and you're watching live, help us out by making sure you subscribe over on YouTube. Leave this video a like. If you're watching on Twitch, we appreciate Twitch Prime subscriptions, um, regular old subscriptions, however you want to support us. Helps us out a lot. The best way to do that is patreon.com slash thecomicspals. We are offering you a whole host of content that is not available anywhere else, uh, including an exclusive show called Palling Around. That's where Kale, myself, and the other two pals, Tyler and Marco, we get together and we chit-chat about things that we cannot talk about on any other platform. Um, things that don't have anything to do with comics necessarily, but you get a bigger, better look at who we are. Uh, you get a nickname and a shout-out on the main show. You get to vote in the book club that happens every single month and a lot of other cool stuff. So head on over to our Patreon page if you want. Watch this show live every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 10.15 a.m. Eastern for the main show, except this week. Because this week we have a very special guest. We're having Dennis Culver on the show. Ooh, We're going to yeah. be, yeah, yeah. Unstoppable Doom Patrol has been great. We had to get him on to chat about it. So we'll be doing the show live at 12 p.m. Eastern. Set your watches for that. Should be a lot of fun. That's two hours. And I'm saying this very specifically because I'm having to do the math. <laughs> That's two hours later than when we normally do it. Yes, that is the best way to think about it. So if you're in Britain, that's going to be 5.15. Yeah, yes. I'm Set. pretty sure that's going to be 5.15. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's talk more comics. Let's talk more comics because we've got uh, we've got X-Men Red to discuss. Um, look, Sins of Sinister, it took over, right? So we left a lot of these books for a while. We're back now. X-Men Red was one of the better X-Men books, so let's see if it's maintaining its momentum. This is by Al Ewing, uh, joined by, uh, we've got Federico Blee on the colors there. Uh, we've got, what a creative team. We've got Jacoby Camagni on art, uh, Tom Muller on designs, letters by Ariana Mayer. Now, everybody was mad. About the characterization in Amazing Spider-Man. I was mad. About the conversation. The characterization. In X-Men Red. Interesting. Of who? Professor Xavier. Interesting. I am having a very difficult time. With the portrayal of Professor Xavier in this comic book. Very, very difficult time. Because I understand that this generation of writers clearly does not like Professor Xavier. I get that. Mm. Mm. But I don't think it's very helpful to portray him as just a douchebag. I don't think that that does any good. And this comic book is showing him in that light. It's making Professor X unlikable. And I don't think that that was ever the 
point of the the portrayal of Professor X. And it feels like that's the point of it now. Hmm. Interesting. I, um... Boy. I... Again, uh, it's going to be different next week in a completely different book. Um, but I, um, I... I don't know. I feel like this is all pretty on brand, actually. I don't wholly see him as unlikable, but I do see him as someone who thinks, especially now, someone who thinks he's more important than he is. How could that be the case? Because Professor Xavier is the reason why we're here. And they keep trying to downplay his importance, but without Professor Xavier, we don't have this. And, you know, other characters are treating him like a jerk, but he's also acting like a jerk. And he's not acting like a jerk with good intentions, like the book tries to say and like we've seen in the past. He's just being a straight-up jerk. Because the way that he goes at Storm's mind, he mm. psychically assaults her. I don't it was believe very that. rapey. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't very rapey. I don't believe that that Professor X would do that. I reject that, and I feel like that's just that's just a huge mistake. It's a mistake mm. and a misstep. I can. I can. I can. Yeah. I uh I sort of have trouble with that too. I you know, I think it was I think it was purely done with the in uh you know, the intent that Storm was going to block it with the irony of a technique that he taught, you know, the X-Men. Um and I'm I'm positive that's what Al had in mind, right? Um but it does feel a bit like Krakoa and Arako and their leaders need to be at odds. And Storm is the linchpin in that, and Sins of Sinister has put her and Xavier on different pages, and they need to be further separated. Right. And it just... It, it felt... It felt like it could have been built more and better. Because, yeah, while it didn't seem... Well, it didn't seem totally out of character for me. When she uh, when she leaves her, her date to come speak to Xavier... She, you know, she says, it's time we had a conversation. There's not really a conversation that happens there. Right. You know? He goes off and blames everybody else for every other problem. And then she doesn't really get to address the fact that she, you know, feels like he is 
calling her like a soldier, you know, in the same way he was. Right. And it's just, oh, you tried to mind rape me. I'm out of here. Don't call again. It's it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think that every like the, the the actual verbiage is all good. It's a crisp script by Al Ewing. Yeah. Um, but the I just I cannot get with this characterization. And you know what? Maybe I'd be able to get better understand it if this played out over a longer period of time. Maybe this same idea being expressed over an arc. But Al Ewing can't do that because guess what? Yeah. Professor X has to be in a hole, which brings me to my next problem. It, in the end of Sinister Six, or Sins of Sinister, we see the the, the Professor Xavier, Hope, Emma, and uh, whoever else it was. Exodus. Exodus dropped into a hole. So when's this conversation taking place? Yeah, it's a great point. And... You know, I'm open to having maybe missed something, but I don't see how this conversation could have possibly occurred. Would it have been after the last uh, Immortal X-Men? Last he, week's issue? He's in a hole. They pulled him out uh, because they weren't... They, uh, oh, I didn't they... read it. Okay, I didn't. Oh, that's read right. You it. weren't here. That's it. That's, okay, that's right. All right. They, they. If I remember correctly, in chat, uh, help me out here. They, uh, I think they rehatched everyone, and then they couldn't be a hundred percent sure that uh, Sinister's uh, influence wasn't there. So what they did was they, uh, they took voting rights away gotcha so they're purely figureheads okay uh and um uh they're uh xavier especially is real mad about it and storm storm made this decision specifically okay and at the end of immortal x-men yes this is correct yes i remember this now uh at the end of this storm is like yo i gotta trust somebody this is off the chain I need you, dog. Guess who it is? Okay. Colossus. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Well, I gotta go. So, I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, I gotta. I gotta read that one. So I'll amend that critique. Um. um one thing. One thing. Sort of to your point, though, is even in the entire the entirety of the. Cohen era of Xavier, I don't feel like we've gotten to spend that much time with it. No, not like really. I think we're we're really getting to, um, you know, we're finally really getting to uh, Aurora's personality and getting to see where she's at, and it's great. But Xavier's been hidden behind his mask. No one knows what he's doing. Nobody knows what he's thinking. Um, and. We don't know who he is. I'm. I'm still not convinced. This is Xavier. <laughs> you know. You put any old bald guy under a hat and call him Xavier. I don't know anymore. 
I, I don't I don't know anymore. I'm I'm disappointed in the Xavier characterization, but this just seems to be uh, the way of things. This seems to be what the current crop of writers want to do with the character, and so I guess I just have to write it out. But Professor X is um, in my top three X Men, and so I hate to see him getting jobbed out this way. But um, there is a B plot to this, and uh, it's kind of fun. Um, I really, really love Sunspot. Sunspot has been a bright spot um, in this Krakoan era, and uh, he's a lot of fun here. Um, he's in a in a, a hot spring, I guess, with Nova <laughs> and one of the um, one of the, the the Iraqi, and they just have a nice little chat. It's really nothing too consequential, but it's a very funny scene that actually got a laugh out of me when whenever the Iraqi dude gets out of the pool and he's just completely Hanging in the brain. buff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Nova is in this pool butt naked except oh. for the helmet. Yeah, you you know that's because Ewing went, wait, if I don't put him in a helmet, nobody's gonna know it's Nova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right just an excuse uh to overcome the fact that he looks like a generic white dude yeah. um yeah pretty much i really loved the the way that they showed the psychic battle with storm that was and, cool yeah i'll show that off here for those of yeah, you that who was were cool. watching yeah it's like the she called it the red triangle protocol or something mm -hmm. that yeah, was her that defense was cool. yeah yeah Sick. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel about the fallout of Sins of Sinister so far? I, I liked this issue. I really did. I think this was my pick of the week. Okay. Um, I, I felt like Storm is... Between these last two issues, I think Storm is really getting a, 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 a good turn of hand. I haven't read most of the rest of X-Men Red, but I, I've really enjoyed her characterization here. Um, and I'm pumped to see her getting in back into a leadership role. Um, and I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't hate Xavier, but I, you know, I, I think... I'm. I think I might be one of these characters that um, that you you were referencing earlier that thinks Xavier is a little too uh, hoity-toity for his britches, and uh, I I enjoy it quite a bit when he gets taken down a peg. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. Maybe it, it very well could be '90s animated series syndrome, but Patrick the Patrick Stewart syndrome. Yeah, like I don't even mind. I I haven't minded the characterization. Like I didn't mind it when when Hickman was doing it, because yeah. it was it was very clear to me at least that he was so intent on doing what was right that it didn't matter how he got there, but he still had his own moral compass. Like he wouldn't, you know, in my mind, he wouldn't like try to attack Storm's brain just yeah. to get information about Magneto's last words. I don't 
I don't believe even the even the version of Met, of of uh, Professor X that we've been seeing. I don't believe that this reflects him. So that hurts the book for me. But uh, Al Ewing's script is still strong and the art's still good. This is an easy pull. Yeah, my pick of the week. I enjoyed this. Awesome. Uh, so let's let's shift gears over to DC uh, because we've got a uh, a Green Lantern to talk about. Green Lantern number one. Uh, this is by Jeremy Adams, who I will now remind you is my uh, is my pick for <laughs> Jeremy Adams is my pick for our end of year uh best writer oh boy yeah not best writer <laughs> but like you know most improved or however we break do it. out yeah break, break out, out yeah. whatever it's called yeah yeah and so you know that that uh isn't going tremendously for me but here's another shot i suppose uh from jeremy adams uh we also have zermanico which is super cool um we've got zermanico on art colors by romulo fajardo jr with letters by dave sharp uh, what did you think about this uh, this Green Lantern relaunch? It's cool to see Hal Jordan on the on Earth. This felt very uh, Jeff Johns post Green Lantern Rebirth. It's cool to see him interacting with people, um, even just as as Hal Jordan. You know, um, it's it's just. Hal's a cool guy, and uh, I think I think he gets a lot of undue hate, uh, but he's just cool. Um, I liked I liked ooh I liked Carol Ferris. Man, I haven't seen Carol Ferris in years. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed her in this one too. Um, you know what, man. This is an example of a book that I think I would like. I think I like the actual bones of it. I don't think, and I like the art a lot. I don't think that the the script itself, the actual words and such, really worked for me. Um, I felt like it was very paint-by-numbers from stem to stern. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Sinestro's in a bar, and of course, in the bar, they're watching a video of, you know, Hal Jordan, and they're like, the Green Lantern is back, rounds for everyone, I feel safer already. This doesn't sound like bar talk to me. I feel safer already. Um, It sounds like Metropolis bar talk, if anything. (laughs) So, you know, just things like that, where I just felt like the script wasn't snappy enough and it didn't feel lively enough uh for me it didn't feel true enough but everything that actually happens is all good as far as i'm concerned man i i can i can see where you're coming from i think maybe the order of events really did a lot of work for me um i think i think the the way this story was told you know like you're saying the skeleton the way this story was told the way it unfolded really worked for me mm-hmm. how getting his powers back from fighting a a manhunter that's a 
dopest thing in the whole world. Are you kidding me right now? You can <laughs> you can do that? Oh that was sick. That was sick. Like I said, all that stuff everything that happens is perfectly fine in this comic. Yeah. Um and then and then like the, the obvious top gun Maverick stuff, right? Like wow. Yeah. 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 Somebody uh philosopher king said that in the YouTube chat. <laughs> Good oh. morning, aviators. I went, uh, I don't know about that. Don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I I'm actually hungry for more Green Lantern. Ooh, interesting. Sorry. Yeah. Roboters points out that technically that uh, the 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 guy in the bar that you were just referencing, yeah. um, Coast City's never been safer. That could have been a dig because Cal uh, Hal couldn't stop Coast City from being destroyed. Um, I like that. However, in Jeff Johns' stuff, he is a a massive part of helping Coast City rebuild. So Co Coast City thinks of Hal Jordan Green Lantern as Metropolis sees Superman. Mm. So I like that reading of it, though. I like that. Yeah, I, I just feel like it didn't come off sarcastic. Like, it, it, it came off pretty straight. Um, and I felt like a part of this story was, you know, the big, the big return of Hal Jordan. Um, or ra or rather the big return of, of, you know, Green Lantern and, and, you know, everybody yeah. being excited. We're supposed to be excited about that as, as, as readers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, this was one where I'm probably not going to follow because as much as I want more Green Lantern, this didn't scratch that itch. I'm not opposed to how being earthbound um that's fine and i'm sure there could be good stories told with that but this mm. script didn't do enough to keep me coming back i think i i like this i just just caught a look at the logo uh at the corner of my eye here i like the logo a lot mm. it's a hot new logo um i think the thing with green lantern since jeff johns and you know not to blow smoke because he's you know a friend of the pod now um, I just haven't needed another version of any of these characters. Um, and so I, I'm kind of waiting for something to rise to the top, you know, and nothing has really felt like it's come up. Right. Like to me. You know, you're not going to – you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but I think that with characters like Green Lantern who have had runs by people who have really, really um, set the bar, yeah. you've got to come out swinging. And you've got to have an interesting idea. And there's nothing here uh, that is so different and so unique and so special that I feel like I need to I need to pick up the issue to to see where this is going to go. I don't have that feeling. The backup I was actually much more into. Yeah. Did you read it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh the uh the the zombies and the undead requiem queen or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, was that crazy. Was cool. 
Uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson on that uh, with art by, let me pull that up for you in one second, art by Montos, I believe. So either way, uh, really great art, I thought. I feel like it, like there's a world in which Blackest Night could look like this, like that event. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a, a very cool looking book, but then also, you know, Philip Kennedy Johnson, everywhere he goes, he's just nailing it. Mm. So I can't wait to see what his John Stewart Green Lantern book is going to be. I'd be interested to know why that isn't the main book. It will be. There is. A, it's coming. Oh, that's right. There is a, a John Stewart book. That's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. This is like a prelude into that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, unfortunately, I do have to say pass. I didn't like this enough to want to come back. And if I'm not going to come back, as as someone that it's not like I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, but I definitely enjoyed a lot of what I read of Green Lantern. Um, I don't feel like there's anything here that's like you have to see this. So I would say pass. I would say it's a pull. Okay. I I actually like this as a a compliment to the Jeff Johns run. Um, it feels very Jeff Johns. It feels uh, it feels like that era. Like a lot of things are starting to feel again. I'm not mad about that. Um, but if you like Green Lantern, I think you will like this book. If nothing else, for the Manhunter moment alone, I think that's really cool. That's fair. That's fair. Um, by the way, neglected to say this, but X Men Red was actually the book that won the listener poll this week. And if you mm. want to vote in that, all you have to do is find us on Twitter at the Comics Pals. It goes up every Friday. It lasts until Wednesday. So head on over, you can vote, and then come see what book actually won. So if you picked X-Men Red, you picked another winner. What's that? Did you pull did you pull X-Men Red? What do you mean? Did you like X-Men Red? Yes. Overall or no? Okay. All right. Yeah. I just really that the Professor X stuff stuck in my crawl, but I enjoyed the book overall. Okay. All right. Uh let's talk about the finale of Junkyard Joe. We've reviewed every one of these, and so um, it feels appropriate to also review the end. This is by Jeff Johns, with art by Gary Frank. We've got uh, colors, of course, by Brad Anderson, letters by Rob Lee. The first few pages of this were actually shown first on the Comics Pals, in our interview with Jeff Johns, the second one that we did, and he actually broke these down. So I don't know about mm-hmm. you, Kale, but it was pretty cool for me to read those pages, you know, with my of my own power and yeah. think about the things that Je- that Johns highlighted. Did we uh, did we see those with words? I, I can't remember if we, we did. Or yeah, not. and he broke down uh, yeah. like yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um. I enjoyed I enjoyed it just as much the second time reading through those mm-hmm. pages. I gotta say, um, I love this issue. I thought it was awesome. I wish we were getting more 
time in this space. I kind of feel like this might have needed one more issue. I can see that. It's such a that. tight wrap. Yeah. The thing that really got me with it was when the the bad guy doesn't kill the girl. Yeah. Because he's rushed by Joe. Right. I don't hate that as a moment. Uh, but it felt uh, it felt dangerous for what had already been established. Right. And that that same thing happens twice because when the when the the you know the these these uh, goons have their guns trailed on the family, um, I mean, I guess the idea in that moment is that Junkyard Joe steps in, in the way of them. But as soon as he starts moving, I feel like they just all die. I guess you could excuse that one. Um, mm-hmm. But the one you're talking about, you know, I feel like that guy just shoots her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get the indication that he's like so much faster than you know a normal person he's not superman right he's not the flash he's not you know and these guys came to kill right yeah yeah they they say earlier on in the book we have plenty of ammunition to keep to complete our mission so that tells me you know they gonna wipe out that town exactly um and i think johns was probably trying not to get into like a mass shooting type of situation where these guys are just mowing people down i completely understand that but i think they lost some of their like oomph when they just get bodied so easily without doing anything to actually establish their danger they're all talk yeah yeah and especially especially when other government goons show up to take Joe and the town just stands up against them. You know, it's a very wholesome moment or yeah, whatever. Like um, very, again, very Spielbergian. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know. It, it took, it took a bit of power away from that too, which is probably good. It's probably what John's wanted, but it, yeah, it's sort of, undermine that guy's power very specifically yeah and maybe maybe that's the point maybe the point is that that guy actually just thinks he has power but he really doesn't um you know in any event uh john's had a lot of work to do in this issue uh he had to you know show that there is a tie between muddy um and this uh he refers to himself as a specialist. Um, you know, they they do have a tie. He had to establish that. He had to show us this whole confrontation between Joe, the family, this guy, the government, then do a flash forward that shows how they're living now and the fact that, you know, they're not necessarily out of the woods and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes. So it's a lot of heavy lifting that uh, that they're responsible for. By and large, I love this issue. This was my pick of the week. Um, I 
don't want to not get stories with this family and and you mm. know muddy davis and joe i don't want to move on mm. yeah i think i think it's sort of been my problem with introducing um this the family in particular is they don't feel permanent to me mm. muddy sort of you know i I, I, he's one of these elderly characters where you could sort of see the trajectory there one way or the other, right? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but the the family specifically, right? Like you've got the, I don't know, it just doesn't, they don't, they feel like a characters that will come and go. And we're not going to spend time with them. That's just how they feel because of the nature of, you know, what we know will eventually come. Right. Even even for them in this particular book, their their story is not resolved. Like like their their I feel like their arc is still um it's still in play. You know, if their arc is they are sad because they lost their mom and stuff like that. Um I guess the idea is that now they've found now their family's complete again. They've they've recalibrated what their family looks like by adding Joe and uh, Muddy to it, I guess. Me. Um, but it just doesn't it doesn't feel like we got a real resolution to them, at least not for me. Mm. I love the moment though of them sitting and kind of having like a, a a cookout together, and you know. Uh, Buddy is is uh, is telling new stories. I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked I liked how Joe in a you know a Hawaiian shirt and shorts <laughs> looked like an old man. Yeah. Right, like they managed to make him look old, even though yeah. And and again, just the tremendous strength of the of the art, as mm-hmm. always, whenever it comes to Gary Frank. Nailing every single moment, every moment, every beat, every emotion, everything we're supposed to get out of every page is just there. He just doesn't miss. And this is what can happen when you work with the same group of people for so long. Because it's not just Gary. It's Brad, too. You know, on the colors. They just go so well. It's a beautiful book. Um, Yeah, A-plus marks for me. Uh, are you still excited, or I don't know if you even were excited, but are you excited for the future of the Geigerverse? I have been on record as saying I don't much care for the Geigerverse. Um, and as much as that pains me to say, especially that Jeff Johns is now a friend of the pals. Hey, this is what uh, we do. Yeah, I, I'm interested you know, he's told us several things and he's shown us several things uh, that sort of have me interested in what he's trying to do and what he's trying to build. And, you know, I'll I'll always give an independent superhero-esque book a try. Um, but I, I'm interested. I wouldn't say excited is. I enjoy Junkyard Joe, um, but I don't know how much 
that will or would carry over. Sure. Because okay. I, I, I didn't care for Geiger that much. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, for me, I I really loved Geiger. Um. So the next thing up is the the uh, the what's it called? It, it's another Geiger special that we're getting. Um. And so it's teased in the back of this. Uh, it is the Geiger Ground Zero uh, two-issue origin series. So I'm pretty mm. excited for that. Um, I can't wait to see where things go next. I do feel like we need to see some more of the the new characters, though. Because we've pretty much only seen or lived with Joe and Geiger to any length. I think now we need to see Red Code. And, and we know that's coming um, yeah. from Jeff Johns and Brian Hitch. But um, we need to see that, and we need to get some more of these characters in the mix. I like, though, that we're not doing the Radiant Black thing of just throwing everybody out there within the first few issues. Yeah. Yeah. And and it feels like Johns has a... Um, it, it, it feels planned out. Whereas with radiant black it, it sort of felt very throw it at the wall and see what sticks hmm. is how it felt yeah whether it was that way or not you know obviously who can know but you know it it, it feels like their structure and, and john's has he knows what's going on 100 percent uh let's see maybe we can get a junkyard joe 80 page giant like geiger I would love that. I would love to get another uh, another crack with Junkyard Joe. I feel like this character has a lot of legs, and we still don't know how he ends up at the point he's at in Geiger. So we still need to see how we get to that point. Um, and then Roboters100 says, Do you think that Johns would have went more of that direction had it been made earlier before gun violence is as it is now? And by that I mean covered in the news cycles. Um, I you know what? I, I don't think that that's the vibe that Johns was going for in the sense that I don't think he wanted the book to be a bloodbath. Um, I think that that would have been, you know, you could make the argument that that would be appropriate to in order to take these these character or these uh these enemies seriously. But I don't think that that's what Johns wanted to do. And then I think doubly so considering what the current climate is and how that could have been perceived or you know or felt um thank you for the uh the sub appreciate that i'm playing <laughs> comic pals enjoyer oh wow that's, that's so I, funny i think that's our good pal top lane yeah yeah what's <laughs> up i like that name change appreciate you um jeff johns had two great closing uh, issues this week junkyard joe and star girl i gotta get caught up on star girl uh, Dan says over on the Twitch chat that uh, in response to Roboters, um, that sort of mass shooting has been in the headlines for at least 25 years, so it would naturally hang over any story of this nature. I think that's, 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 that's true, too. True, yeah. And it's not that you can't do it, right? Like Made in Korea, Jeremy Holt, uh, they yeah. managed to tell a story that included that type of thing in it, and it worked really, really well, but that's the kind of story that that was, and you know, I don't. I just don't know that that's the vibe of Junkyard Joe. Like, you can't go from 
you know, mass shooting, whole town is wiped out to Junkyard Joe on a Hawaiian shirt, you know, and the family at a cookout, right? That would be a completely different type of story. So I think that's that's what it comes from. Um, and it was probably the right decision, ultimately, to avoid that. Yeah, I think it probably would have been okay if they, you know, there was a, a few, you know, uh, gunfires Some that, bodies. you know. Not, well, not even bodies, just like, you know, we the camera doesn't leave the bad guys and we see him sort of fire and oh, we sure. get we get you know, we get the the idea. Oh, they're dangerous. This is a crowd of people. What could happen? Right. Uh, do you pull? Yeah. Yeah. This is solid. It's a solid ending. Um, I was uh, uh, I'm glad I was here for the ride. Um, and I think it's you know it's a it's a good indication of the future. Yeah, agreed. Uh, easy pull. I think if you haven't read any of this so far, um, but you listen to our reviews, it's worth your time. It's worth picking up. I don't know if this is going to be um, a ten dollar image trade like Geiger was because Geiger is its own story. This is its own story, but it's also kind of sort of technically tied in so i don't know how that's all going to function but either way worth your dollar um to be caught up on what's going on with the geiger stuff and uh you know read a series from one of the best creative teams currently working in comics uh let's let's uh let's talk about what we're excited for next week in a little segment that we like to call palace pulls this is generally uh, a look at what we might be talking about here on the show so kale you wanted to talk about the vigil number one i'm really excited about this um this is uh rom v's new dc superhero team that he sort of it it feels like he's been planting seeds a little bit of everywhere um it's part of the we are legends line um i know very little about anyone on this cover <laughs> Um, and I'm very excited for that. They all have really cool designs. Um, I like Rom V. One of the things that he said that always sticks with me is um, how other cultures have other stories. Mm. And I'm very interested to see what that could manifest as here. Right. We saw some of that, obviously, in Swamp Thing, which, you know, we generally yeah. felt like it was done to great success. So I completely agree with you. Always excited for a Rom V book. Uh, you were also excited to talk about the Seasons Have Teeth number two. I was surprised to see you pull this. Ooh, I really enjoyed number one. Um, okay. I think that this uh, I don't, is interesting. The weird, interesting concept that um, uh, I well, I want to see what the next thing is. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, this book is about the 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 seasons, the weather manifesting as monsters, and a guy has to go out and take pictures of them, and that's the book. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Exactly. It's like. Pokemon Snap, but with 
horrifying monsters yeah. from that are manifestations of the earth and the weather. Yeah, I think that's phenomenal. Can't wait. Uh, also, you and I both wanted to talk about Titans number one. Long awaited. Yeah. Come on. Listen. It's the year of Dick Grayson. Hell yeah, he's stepping out. It's finally here. The Titans are of the age. They're uh, replacing the Justice League. I'm here for it. Let's go. Hell yeah. Um, I am looking forward to this a lot. I've never, ever in my life read a Titans comic book. So this will be my first. But I have high hopes. The creative team's real good. Uh, I do love Nicholas Scott. Tom Taylor is very talented as well. So um, this should be, you know, by all accounts, uh, this should be a banger. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, wait a second. Sanji, what do you mean? No <laughs> Tyler, no Marco is so lonely. How can we be lonely when we have each other, right? It's cozy. Yeah. It's, can- it's academic. Kale and I just, are foot fiddling right now. You just can't see it. Ooh, baby. We're just, imagine us, you know, in a nice leather chair in front of a fireplace, you know, our pipes in hand. We're just uh, chatting like old colleagues about comic books. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Uh, Catherine says we only ever need Sean and Kale. Would you be saying that if, would you be, would you be saying you only ever need Tyler and Marco if they were the ones that are here instead? I suspect so. Um, all right. And then last up, I wanted to talk about the Avengers. Avengers number one. I am excited for this. Um, and by the way, what a huge week that, that both Marvel and DC are dropping the new number ones of their premier books. Um, their premier team books. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, Jed McKay, Carlos Villa. This should be good. Um, I can't wait to see what they do. I mean, Jed McKay is promising that this is a run that's going to feel connected to things that are happening in the MC or not the MCU uh, in the comics universe. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I haven't read Avengers in many years, many, many years. So it'll be good to do that again. Uh, Atomic Hound says, Sean, we need to hook you up with someone with some Wolfman and Perez new teen Titans. Yes. Hook me up. I'd love to. Why not? I am. You like that? I don't think that's your jam. Why not? It's just not you. Oh, sure. I I just don't think you like it. All right. Well, then I guess it won't be happening. Don't hook me up. I mean, uh, (laughs) Hound. Of of all the people, I think you would know. But uh, you know what's good to pass along. I don't know. I shot. I've been doing this a long time. And I and I am a tough cookie sometimes. So. Maybe, maybe if uh, if it somehow somehow if you guys want us to do that and you you know head on over to Patreon.com and you say it, then I guess we got to do it. Atomic Hound has sway, so if you're telling me you want me to read that book, I might just have to read the book. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want more of this. Well, we go live every single week, so you can catch this show every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 
Saturdays for the main show, normally at 10.15 a.m. This week, though, a special start time of 12 p.m. Eastern, which is two hours later than normal, just in case, you know, you're confused about uh, the time zone stuff. We're going to be interviewing Dennis Culver, the writer behind Unstoppable Doom Patrol. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, He's not someone that we've ever had a conversation with, so this will be a first. We hope you'll join us for that. Can't wait for it. For everything else, at the Comics Pals all over social media, you guys know how to find us by now. Vote in the listener poll. We want you to tell us what we're reading next week. Thank you guys so much. See you Saturday, hopefully. Until then, take care.